Welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series, hosted by Dr. Debbie Dyer. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable. Hello, and welcome to the Myth-Busting Lung Cancer Screening Podcast Series for Lung Cancer Awareness Month. My name is Dr. Debbie Dyer, and I'm a thoracic radiologist in Denver, Colorado, and I'm talking today to Dr. Ella Kazaruni, also a thoracic radiologist, but she's at the University of Michigan. We're going to be sharing our perspectives as radiologists on the myths surrounding lung cancer screening. So welcome, Ella. Nice to be chatting with you today. And I wonder if you have ideas or thoughts on how we can talk with patients or referring providers about the radiation dose involved with lung cancer screening CT, and if there is a way to alleviate any concerns that they may have. Hi, Debbie. It's great to be with you today. You know, I think people have many questions when they're thinking about undergoing a lung cancer screening CT. What can I expect from the results? What's the experience going to be like? What are next steps after the test is over? And one of the questions they have is about radiation exposure from the CT exam. You know, for the last 10 to 12 years in particular, there's been a lot more attention paid to radiation exposure from radiologic exams. And I think it's important because examinations like CT continue to play a year-over-year increasing role in patient care, placing things that used to require invasive procedures or even invasive surgeries to find and diagnose abnormalities. So it's a balance of risk and benefits, no matter what you undergo in terms of a medical test, procedure, or surgery. Radiation dose has actually become quite lower in CT today than, say, 10 years ago. The imaging manufacturers, all of them have done a great job at bringing to bear techniques and the way we can use the scanners to do quite low radiation dose CT examinations. And the other thing that's important is to know that at the age in which people are undergoing lung cancer screening CT, the impact of radiation on their future life expectancy is extremely small. Those who are at the highest risk from some potential side effects from radiation dose tend to be children, in particular, younger children. And so in the pediatric imaging community, There's uh, quite extensive campaigns of education to minimize radiation dose and use alternate types of tests that could be substituted. In lung cancer screening CT, there really is only one test that has been proven to reduce lung cancer mortality, and that is a CT using low-dose technique. The techniques that we use, we call low-dose to differentiate the radiation dose from a standard type of chest CT a patient may be coming in for if, say, they have chest pain and might have suspected emboli in their lungs when coming into an emergency room, for example, or have a pleural effusion or other abnormalities that that chest CT might be used for. And it's important that we use low dose, and not only low dose, but a dose that is low and right for a patient's size. We know that to take a good picture of the lungs in a smaller patient, it takes less x-rays, and in a larger patient, it takes more x-rays. And that's because it just takes more x-rays to get through the body to the other side to be able to take a good quality picture. So radiology practices are are very adept at using not only low-dose technique in general, but in using low-dose adjusted correctly to the patient size. 
We have something called the American College of Radiology's Lung Cancer Screening Registry that helps us track the quality of lung cancer screening. And some of the metrics that we include in practices are required to report are their radiation exposure and the size of the patients. And as we track this information and review it, uh, we can definitely affirm that radiology practices are using low radiation exposure and are doing so as appropriate to the size of the patient. I think earlier in the screening dialogue five to eight years ago, there were questions about could radiology practices actually use low-dose technique consistently? And the answer to that question, I believe, is absolutely yes. In addition, for the follow-up scans that patients might get if they have a positive CT, if they're recommended to have a CT at, say, three to six months after their screening exam to check on a small lung nodule, those should also be done with the same low-dose technique specifically because we're looking at the nodule. We're really not looking for other things in the chest. We're really looking for things that could be lung cancer, and that allows us to use this really low-dose technique. The vendors have really developed some techniques that are significantly lower and that people are doing research on that may even approximate that of doing a chest X-ray. And I've been very impressed with some of the things that we're able to implement now that continue to make it possible for us to continue to reduce what's already low dose. So I think we'll have even lower dose in the future too. Well, I really appreciate your comments, Ella. And I think it is so important that we try to clarify what we mean by low dose. And I think that one area of confusion that has been out there is the idea that low-dose CT is only for screening CT. But as you commented, I think it's very important for folks to realize it's really the technique. And we can use that same technique, particularly for the follow-up of any findings on uh, lung cancer screening CT where we're concerned about a suspicious nodule. So thank you for helping to clarify all that. Appreciate your thoughts on this today and look forward to learning more. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me today, Debbie. This podcast is brought to you by the American College of Radiology and the National Lung Cancer Roundtable.